What's up, everybody? Howdy, howdy. How's everybody doing? Hey, uh, man, I don't, I don't know what episode number this is. We've been doing this longer than I thought we would have. I think it's like eight or nine, maybe. Really? That's yeah. awesome. Well um, into season one of Boys Will Be Boys podcast. Oh, we're going strong. Um, hey, so to start things off, uh, as always, we've got a, a fan question. Um, this one I really like because uh, it is October. Um, the temperature is just now beginning to change. Mm. Um, I had a sweater on today. I put a little jacket on yeah. this morning. Y'all, it feels so great outside. Um, so this this is kind of a fall-themed question, um, and I like Spooky it. Spooky season. Spooky season. Uh, the question is, what is your best Halloween costume? Um, so, Fen, do you want to go first? Let me think of mine. Okay, I'll uh, go. Do you have yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll go first. Let me think of mine um, while you go. So, actually, I have a little backstory for mine. So, um, growing up in my family, um, we were never allowed to do – not not never, but I was never allowed to dress up as anything scary. Okay. Um, and I never really knew why growing up. Um, but one uh, Halloween day – uh, I was like, I had my costume and I was, I was talking to my mom and I was like in elementary school or younger. Um, and I was like, mom, like all my friends dress up as these like really scary characters. And like, I like, why can't I just dress up? Like, I don't, I don't even know what I was trying to be, but <laughs> whatever it was, she would not let me be anything scary. Um, and she said, well, uh, it's not your fault. It's your brother's. Um, and she went on to tell me the story that years before, um, my brother Calvin, um, wanted to dress up, I think, as a vampire. Um, oh, and so very, very scary. My mom like got some makeup, uh, like put together some clothes as an outfit, and dressed Calvin up so much like a vampire and so scary that when Calvin looked in the mirror, he started <laughs> crying. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and so my mom like put all this effort in and Calvin didn't even want to like Calvin immediately wanted to take it all off cries the makeup off. Yes, exactly. And so that's why growing up, I was never allowed to be anything scary is because Calvin cries. <laughs> it was a waste was a of resources. Kid. It was, it was awful. And I was like, <laughs> so anyway, so that's kind of a funny story, but my best Halloween costume, um, one year, this was when I was really little. Um, I dressed up as Jimmy Neutron. And you would make a great Jimmy Neutron. Thank you. And I, somewhere we found like a Jimmy Neutron wig and it wasn't like hair or fake hair. It was literally like rubber. It was like a rubber (laughs) hat. Yeah. It was like a rubber hat that stood up, uh, like Jimmy Neutron's hair. So I, I would walk around, uh, and it was really funny because I have a lot of old people in my neighborhood and I would like knock on the door and they'd be like, who are you? And I was like, Jimmy Neutron. They were like, who? (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's probably the, my greatest Halloween costume. And I wish I could still find that Jimmy Neutron wig. Um, but it is long gone, probably in storage. Who knows? What about you? Um, this one, this is a little more recent because like growing up, I was a power ranger, like seven of my first eight <laughs> Halloween. So I think I was a power ranger. Oh, Finn, um, how original. Dude, I the was, red I was one. like, bro. So I was the red one. I remember being like the titanium ranger one time. Yeah, it was a big deal. <laughs> very, very big deal for the power rangers. Um, and so I was a power ranger. I love bit, that. But I do remember going to this like Halloween party my senior year. Oh yeah. And a friend of mine, 
had like I don't I don't think he ordered these. I, no, I don't think he found them at like Goodwill. Yeah, but like he had them somehow. Yeah. I don't know where he got them. But have you ever seen the movie Dodgeball? Uh huh. So he had like the gold, like oh reflective God. average yes. Joe's dodgeball uniform. Oh my gosh. And so I wore a headband. I can probably get my look. I can find a, what a movie. later. I had like a headband on with the average Joe's dodgeball what uniform. What was the other gym? Globos. Globos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what with a, Ben Stiller. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's a good one. Um, okay. So moving on to our, uh, our topic of today's episode. Um, we came up with this the other day. Fen and I were riding in the car um, and thought this would be really, really funny to talk about um, just because we were talking about it with each other. But uh, as you go through your life, you go through these uh, seasons, more phases. Yeah, um, phase is a good word. Of, for lack of a better term, obsessions. Um, things that you find really interesting and kind of dive head first into um now whether or not these things stick um as part of your lifestyle um that's to be determined but uh we're today we're going to talk about things that uh in our lives that um we in the past have really really just went 110 percent into yeah um and maybe unfortunately died out but i I do want to say something um with the things that we're talking about at least for me all of these things I could pick right back up today. Yeah, that's what I was about to say is all of these things, they are still a part of me. Yeah. You know? and Even though I don't pursue them currently, it's still part of what makes me me. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of mine are like, there's a lot of information. That was my the form of my obsession was just obtaining as much information on this topic as yeah. possible um, and as being familiar with it as I could be. And so all that information is still in there. And I, and I actually found that out as I was like kind of making my notes for today. I wanted Uh to make sure all my facts were straight. Yeah. And I got on like some websites looking at some of this stuff and I was like, Oh, I don't need, I don't need this. I know all this. And so I just started like typing it all out. Yeah. Um, so they are all still with me. Good. So this is going to be fun. Do you want, so I'm going first. Yeah. Go first. Okay. So, uh, my first one, um, tell us like when it became an obsession. So probably, uh, Gosh, I don't know. Fourth grade, third or fourth grade, up until uh, I want to say sixth or seventh grade. Okay. Airsoft. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved I went airsoft. airsoft. Um, I spent way too much <laughs> of my mom and dad's money on airsoft guns, like clothing, like all this, like. Did y'all gear. have Battle Cat where y'all were? That's the name of our store. Well, okay, okay. So, so I'm from Columbia. Um, but we heard about Battle Cat <laughs> and, uh, my friends who, a lot of them I am still best friends with, um, drove up like, oh probably like once a month from Columbia. <laughs> like my parents would drive us up to Battle Cat. To the Anderson Battle to Cat. To Anderson, <laughs> drive two hours on a Saturday. Um, like our parents would take turns to take us up here and parents shoot so each nice. other. If you don't know what Airsoft is, let me explain. You probably do, but just for those that don't know, um, Airsoft is like, toy guns uh that shoot plastic bbs it's much like paintball except there's no paint involved um and and in my opinion it's more painful yeah um yeah more more painful than paintball but not as painful as a bb gun yeah yeah, so like it's it's also more realistic yeah i grew up like shooting bb guns at my brother (laughs) yeah like those things hurt yeah so airsoft is a little bit more bearable right 
Um, but yeah, so we would, so for my, for my airsoft career first began uh, like in the backyards, um, just like one-on-one. Um, a lot of times it was me and my commonly mentioned friend, Aaron Stokel, just <laughs> shooting each other in the backyard. Of course. Um, day. uh, but then we kind of graduated and traveling up to Anderson to come to this indoor airsoft arena. Um, <laughs> but guys, it, it, if I could tell you. I, I do not want to waste your time, but I will tell you that I spent a lot of time and a lot of money on airsoft guns and all that comes with it. I don't think you're a minority um, either, because if you're into airsoft, you're into airsoft. Oh yeah, like, there's nobody that's like halfway. Because here's on the deal: thing. You, I, can, I, like, you don't like own a couple guns. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you play with those things every day. And like for me, especially late elementary school, like the quality of gun. Like if you just had like an airsoft gun that you bought at Walmart you were bullied in school. Like <laughs> my, me and my friends like ordered guns online, like ordered all these like uh-huh. scopes and like oh, different yeah. things. Like we were into it. And honestly, it the makes, extended clips it, it and... makes me sick how much, how invested I was into it. Cause I think about like all the money I spent and I was like, if I didn't spend that money and like had it now, it would be so helpful. But anyway, so that's I think my, a lot of mine are still at my parents' house. If you, uh, if yeah, you dude. Hey, if you want to, if you want to ever go, they just I'm keep in. jamming on us as we're trying to shoot them because they're a decade old. Maybe we'll have a little boys will be boys battle uh, over <laughs> at Battle Cat. At battle Cat. Hey, I'm not against that. That would be fun. Um, okay, but yeah, that's my first one. <laughs> so my first one uh, comes from third grade as well. Okay, um, and it can it all comes back to one book I found in the school library and it just like catalyzed the obsession that Finn Williamson was going to have. Okay. And I wouldn't say that I still like am obsessed, but I, all this information is still with me. I'm still just as interested. Yeah. And like, if I see a documentary on Netflix or TV, I'm You're most watching. likely going to watch it. And it is on the topic of sharks. Okay. Oh, I, Dude, yes. <laughs> I, was, I was a shark kid growing up. I knew all these different types of sharks and like could identify them by their teeth, by their fins, <laughs> by their like the way of the, like the shape of their bodies, all this yeah. stuff. Um, and so like I was obsessed with sharks. And it was around that time that my parents recognized this obsession pretty early. Yeah. And they were like, "Well, Finn, you know, there's this thing called Shark Week." Yeah. And I was like. What? <laughs> and so they uh, that summer they uh, introduced me to Shark Week. Wow! And I have not missed a Shark Week since. Yeah. Um, well, I've generally my church takes a trip to the beach. Oh, that's right. Week, that's right. And so I usually miss it because they moved it back. It used to be later in the yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they've they've moved it um, to that week. And so generally I kind of miss a good <laughs> bit of it. But I'm always there on Sundays and on Saturday, yeah. uh, which are usually week. the peaks. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They hook so, you at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, like the big, you have finale. the big like prime time introduction, and yeah. then the prime time finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then during the day, they're also showing like all the best of like the previous years. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. my favorite ones are like, I love a good informative one. Yeah. Where they tell you, or the, they're like tagging sharks. Right. And oh, you get dude, to, like, those are so, see, and you can, like, like track the, them where they go. I love oh, those, like so around cool. the coast of Cape Town and yes. stuff like that. Um, so I enjoy, I enjoy a good one of those. But I also love the like shark attack stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I don't know what it is. It's just like it incorporates the the Dateline like yeah. murder mystery right. with sharks, and it's perfect with like the unknown of nature. I may have already made plans tonight to to watch some of yeah. those on Netflix. So that's my my first one that was an obsession of my youth, but is still very much a part of me. It's my <laughs> love for for sharks. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so my next one is so this one. The thing I love about obsessions is, there, like we said before, there's really no rules when it comes to time. Um, this one, as far as how long I was actually obsessed with it, was pretty short. Maybe even a matter of a couple weeks. Okay. Um, but like I said, even today, if I if I just get like a little spark of it, I am immediately like a hundred percent interested. Boxing. Oh, okay. Um, so I want I like I've gotten into it here and there. Most most of my obsessions and even not the ones that are on this list um, come from like me seeing something or hearing something or watching someone do something. Um, and in this case, I think I had like watched part of a Rocky movie um, when I was this is like middle school. Okay. Um, and I didn't play a lot of sports growing up, um, but. After watching may, probably even just a scene of this movie, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yep, that's that's why I'm here. That's why the Lord put me on this earth. <laughs> okay, so your interest is to like be a an boxer. appreciation of no. the sport. It is My like, interest was not partake. watching boxing. <laughs> My interest was I want to box. That's incredible. Um, and so I was like, all right, I'm in. Sign me up, whatever it takes. I'm 100% in. Um, so I, I – I, remember it like it was yesterday i ran up to my mom's office and i said mom you need to sign like i have to be in a boxing league right now (laughs) and she was like what like what are you talking about i was like i just have to box i have to do it because if i don't do it i'll never know what it was like so she like looks at still sitting downstairs from watching yeah yeah yeah. movie's still going yeah so she like looks up boxing league like youth boxing leagues in columbia and there were probably not a lot because um, youth boxing is, I'm sure, very dangerous. Um, and so, uh, it's a dying sport. Yeah. And so there weren't any leagues that were going to work t- for me to join. Um, but she said, you know what? Maybe if you save up your money, uh, we can go to Dick's Sporting Goods and maybe you can get some gloves. Some Everlast. And I was like, money. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I start saving. Um, and probably like a month goes by and I have enough money to buy. Um, two pairs of boxing gloves because you don't want to buy one pair no you gotta use them not being able not be able to box them or box somebody who's not wearing gloves (laughs) Um, so you each get one glove and you choose your right yeah Yeah. so uh i bought like this partner pack of uh gloves and around this time um i was also in a small group at church um that would come hang out at my house and so (laughs) We would kind of read the Bible uh, and talk about the Lord, but the main event uh, that was bell is the main event. <laughs> that bell is <laughs> so going to ring at some Moving point. the furniture <laughs> um, and boxing. So, yeah, uh, it was – it was. I, like, my, my heart is beating fast right now thinking about <laughs> it. Like, something changes when you are across from – you are looking into somebody's eyes – with your fist out in front of you, dog and mentality. Like, you're trying to hit them. Fight or flight at that point. I mean, it is a different. You are a different person almost. Yeah. Um, and so for a while, not so much anymore, but for a while, uh, late middle school, um, I just craved that adrenaline um, that I got whenever I was in That's the ring. So and funny. by in the ring, I mean the basement of my house. Um, I um. So yeah, boxing. I played sports growing up, and we used to have. There was one time we did some like, uh, so these like boxing workouts I did with yeah. some of my friends, and like they were a lot of fun. I mean, they would wear you out. Oh yeah, but we would do it like with a bag, like in somebody's 
uncle's basement. Yeah. And we're just like wearing this thing. That's out. probably honestly one of the reasons that uh, one of the things that kind of put the brakes on on my career <laughs> was how much exhausting. endurance yeah. uh, it uh, required, and that was something that. My endurance bank has never really been something to be impressed by. <laughs> um, but, yeah, dude, I totally get that. That's funny. Um, my second one comes from – I was originally exposed to this in middle school. Um, I think it was uh, a history class. Yeah. Um, and I just became completely obsessed with this yes. for a, a period of time. I love and it. And as, you, as you're going to be able to tell in the next few minutes, I still know a lot of information <laughs> about this more than I should as a 21-year-old male living in Anderson, South Carolina. Um, but there's so much just intrigue with it um, for me. And so for those of you that know me personally, you know that I'm a big history guy. Like I love history, um, particularly South Carolina history. But this one – is international and it just brings so I mean it was just so interesting um so when I was in middle school I was introduced to Chernobyl um do you know what Chernobyl was I've heard of it what is that okay so in 1984 um it's in Pripyat Ukraine um (laughs) but at at this point it was actually a Soviet Union Chernobyl was um a, a nuclear power plant okay okay and this reactor reactor number four explodes in the middle of the night um, yeah. they're doing like a a safety test uh-huh. and they're essentially what they did was they simulated a full station blackout like power failure all right that was like their simulation yeah and of course during this their safety systems are turned off right and the second they tried to like do this Something went wrong. There was a faulty like what? thing in one of the machinery. Is the it's the biggest nuclear explosion in the history of the world. Oh my goodness. Okay, and so it happens in this town of Pripyat and reactor number four explodes. And so what is so interesting about this is there's this city of like forty thousand people. Yeah. Right. And the government gives them fifty minutes. Okay, fifty minutes to grab as much as you can, and you have to get out because of the Whoa, the nuclear like the exposure, yeah, the radioactivity. Yeah. And so you cannot, like, you don't have to. Like, they couldn't grab their pets. They couldn't grab like. So you can like look up pictures and see all these like deformed animals from radioactivity. People like oh. thousands of people were killed Goodness. in this, um, and like people as recent as like today, like in the twenty first century, yeah. are still dying from like thyroid cancer that they got wow. from being exposed to that radioactivity for just a couple of days. Um, and so if you didn't get out in time, you know, it really, um, kind of hurt you. And so what is so interesting about it to me, so tell me what, what so lures you what into was this. So interesting is that the idea that there could be this massive city of 40,000 people that is just booming yeah. and it's a, like a, a mill city is a power plant city. And so yeah. everybody works at this plant right. and this city could have so many people in it. And with, just like that. Within, like, under an hour. Within, yeah, within hours, the whole city's evacuated, and it's a ghost town. And Is so it you go still? Back, yeah, so you go, you can go and look at pictures yeah. of this, and it is like, you can go and look at, like, the pictures of Chernobyl today, or Pripyat today, and you can see that, like, it is, like, a snapshot of 1984. Wow. It's like, you can see, like, this old, the popular pictures of this old, like, carnival, like, the carnival was there, and yeah. so there's, like, a, uh, um, 
what's it called? The Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel There's yeah. like a Ferris wheel that's just up there and it's all rusted. Yeah. And it is incredible to look at some of these pictures. Um, yeah, so that's people crazy. still like people will never be able to live there. It's still quarantined. Like you can't go there. Oh, cause of the radio. It's still there. It's like in the ground um, and Goodness. in the air. Um, and so there was actually a movie that came out a few years ago um, that I was like really excited for. Yeah. And it was, it was like entertaining, but it wasn't, there wasn't it wasn't up to your standards. There was nothing like right home about. It's called Chernobyl Diaries, where okay. these tourists go on a uh, like a kind of extreme expedition of like extreme tourism to go and see Chernobyl. Okay, because there's a certain amount. and This is true. There's a certain amount of exposure you can take and be okay. Because there's yeah. certain areas of the city. As long as you are not at the power plant, you'll yeah. be okay. Um, so you can stay in the city for like a couple hours. So that I think they actually do tours of this. I've seen videos. Um, but these people like get in with this guy who's not supposed to be there, um, and he takes them. And essentially, there are people that are still living there, and they're zombies. Oh, and it's like a zombie movie that there are zombies in Chernobyl. Gotcha. Um, there's a lot of conspiracies around it. Like the government was testing, um, like so it's um, formerly the Soviet Union. So they're saying they're. <laughs> testing chemical weapons and yeah. that's what happened and they just blamed it on a nuclear failure there's a lot of conspiracy theories around it but i just think it's so interesting that a ghost town could be created yeah. like within an hour yeah. um so if you're interested and you're listening and you don't think that i'm super weird for being into that go check out some pictures online of Chernobyl. Yeah. check out some videos it's very very hey, if interesting you, if you see if you're an au student and you see finn and the calf why don't you just stop him uh, even if he's got class in the next few minutes, I'm sure he would skip it just to talk about this. Man, I'm telling you. So, y'all, I told Alex this beforehand. I said, if I get too into one of these topics, please stop me. Because the things that I'm talking about today, Sharks, Chernobyl, and then I have one more. Um, the things I'm talking about today, they don't naturally come up in conversation. Yeah. And so this podcast is essentially giving me a platform just to kind of, you know, let yeah. me out of the gate and let me go as much into it as I want to. So, if you do stop me, I will be more than happy to talk to you about all this, all the Chernobyl facts that I can give you. <laughs> um, okay, so, so that's my, my second one. Awesome. Um, all right, my next one, and so, uh, this is my last one, um, and I wanted to do this last because this is uh, the most recent, and when I say recent, I mean current. Yeah, mine were chronological um, as well. So... Right now, the thing that I'm obsessed with, um, I am obsessed right now, um, right now, with thrift shopping, okay. um, and that's really no surprise to anyone. We've talked about that before um, when we did our God's Will episode, um, but specifically, and something I never, I don't know if we talked about in that episode, um, is the the world of online thrift shopping. Um, which yep. a lot of people aren't exposed to. Um, but you and, and I have taken part in for oh, a while. Absolutely. You so, were the only person, when I mentioned the website you're about to mention, you were the only person that had ever heard of it yeah. when I told you about it. So, so, and this is, the website we're talking about is uh, specifically the one that Finn and I uh, frequent is shopgoodwill.com. Now, I want you to know, listeners, um, that I value you a lot. Um, because this is not something that I would easily give out to people. Um, this is something that I've held very close to my heart for probably the past two or three years. Yeah. Um, but now that I am giving this information, um, I'm inviting you. It's almost like, I don't like to go to Goodwill with people like my friends that dress like me. 
Um, because then that's <laughs> because less take stuff that I might. That's want. less opportunities for me to find things. Um, so that's why you go with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I don't. I I just need the listeners to know how much I value them um, in me sharing this knowledge. So shopgoodwill.com. Um, it is. Let me just go ahead and answer some questions for you right off the bat. It is nothing like Craigslist. Um, Craigslist. People mm-hmm. die using Craigslist. Uh, Shop Goodwill is one of the more, one of the most safest websites. There's I've ever no personal been. interaction with them. Um, actually, this is funny. I am currently, I just won an auction on Shop Goodwill oh, yesterday. On. Was it the one that I sent you? Please tell no, me. No, it it's oh. not. Uh, yesterday, I got a text from Finn, and he sent me a. It's like eleven. Like we we uh, pretty frequently we send each <laughs> other links to different products. Um, but the one he sent me yesterday was a pair of Converse high tops, um, but they were they had the Chicago Cubs logo all over them. Like <laughs> I mean, it was obnoxiously red and blue um, with the Cubs logo. And I just I just couldn't pull the trigger on them. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but I did pull the trigger on uh, right now in the mail next week. I should get a pair of. Uh, New Air Force Ones that I'm pretty excited oh, about. Was it the green ones that you were looking at? The uh-uh. the mint green? No, no. Uh, but I sent you the pair of the seersucker ones. Uh-huh, yeah. It's not those either. But those, <laughs> the things you can find on this website are endless. You can you can literally order things for free. Um, that is just like people's trash, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to pay like a few dollars for shipping, and they even go as far as to sell cars. Um, yeah, there's. I've so seen much stuff I've on seen it. homes sold on good on Shop Goodwill. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I don't know. I've never had much experience with the real estate industry and its relation to Shop Goodwill. Um, so you can test the waters out for yourself. Nor have I ever been to Goodwill and seen like the deed to someone's house <laughs> yeah. just sitting yeah. on the rack. <laughs> but um, if you enjoy Goodwill, um, now I will say Shop Good Shop Goodwill does involve um, more. It requires more of your time um, because a lot of the items on there are up for auction. Um, and some of them are like the buy it now button. Yeah, it's but, very eBay-esque. But, yeah, but a lot of – so if you bid on something, um, like when I bid on something that it's something I really want, I'll put um, the the time that it ends in my calendar. Um, so that way like 10 minutes before uh, a bid is up, I can go check – the auction and like I literally did like you can check my phone calendar yeah and I and like scroll <laughs> back through the ones I've got like goodwill bid goodwill bid goodwill <laughs> bid um and so yeah it's my father and I use it Fen uses it we have a lot of friends that um have used it before and it's just so it's number one it's fun uh number two it's the cheapest way to get clothes um, and number three, it saves you, I don't want to say the hassle, um, but if you don't really love going into a Goodwill um, and, like, flipping through clothes, um, you get a search bar with Shop Goodwill. Um, yeah, it's a broader selection yeah. as well. And so my search bar, I'll look it up right now because this is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so when I pull up Shop Goodwill, welcome, Alex. Gosh, yeah, how yeah. hospitable of them. Um, Their website's my, not too impressive, though. I must. Say. I will. Yeah, I'm they, not gonna. I'm not pretend gonna pretend it's all good. Yeah, pretend like their <laughs> website is something to be proud of. Um, but when you, at least on my computer, when you click on the search bar, it'll tell you your most recent searches. Um, so I'll read off mine. Um, Carhartt. I love their jackets. I think they have great jackets. I see you with Carhartt. Um, good fit. Uh, Cubs. I have gotten. 
I think three Chicago Cubs jerseys from Shop, uh, Shop Goodwill. Okay. Um, and Nike Air Force. Um, <laughs> so the search engine on Shop Goodwill is not incredible um, because if you type the word men's, um, women's will still be included because yeah. the word men's is inside of women's. So you have to, you just kind of have to practice and figure out your way around Shop Goodwill. But once you get the hang of it, um, I promise it is an investment worth making. Um, so that's my obsession currently. Um, Hopefully my package will come in the mail this week. So, Finn, what's Looking your third one? To it. All right. So, my last one is the the obsession began senior year of high school, um, but it's as recent as like a couple months ago. Okay, I, I reopened my yes. obsession um, with this, and and as with Chernobyl, you know, um, and sharks, you know, these are all just still part of me. Um, but it is the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Okay, so if, if for those of you that if you don't know what the Ark of the Covenant is, um, it was in so in the Bible, um, you know that Moses came down the mountain with the Ten Commandments. Okay, um, and so the Ark of the Covenant was essentially this this wooden chest that was covered in gold that held the Ten Commandment tablets yeah. in it. Um, it had like Aaron's staff in it and yeah. uh, like a jar of manna and like right. some other things and kind of like carried the presence of God. Yes. Um, and so if you don't know much about the Ark of the Covenant, just like go, I'm not going to tell you all about it, but like go look it up. Like <laughs> It's a big deal. It's it's like it's one the of the biggest deals. It is the, the like, it would, if we were to find it, it would be the greatest archaeological find in the history of the world. And Indiana Jones did not find it. Yeah. And so I think that's initially where this session began. I think I was watching, you're, okay. I was yeah, watching, watching like the Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. and I was like, this thing's got to be out there somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So this is arguably one of the most important things in the history of the world. Yeah, seriously. And we just lost it. Yep. I don't think so. I'm not you think somebody it. you think somebody's got it. Somebody's got it and I'm about to tell you about it. So <laughs> the Ark of the Covenant, um, just to give you a little bit of like history, um, spent most of its life in Jerusalem. Okay, in the nation of Israel. Yes. And um, it was like kind of swapped hands a little bit throughout history. Um, you can read all that in the Bible. It's all there. Um, but the last known location was the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Yes. Okay. Um, that King Solomon had it. So nowadays there's a lot of people that claim to have it. There's a lot of different organizations and entities and nations that yep. say we've got it. But the most popular and the most intriguing and the one that I believe yeah. is Ethiopia. I've heard this. Okay. Yeah. All right. You may have heard it from me. Who knows? Yeah. Um, probably. And so Ethiopia essentially claims to have the Ark of the Covenant, and, and this is the story <laughs> of how they acquired it. Um, you have Menelik, who was the son of Solomon and Queen Sheba. Okay. If you don't know, so King Solomon was Israeli, and then uh, Queen of Sheba, she was actually from Agame, um, which is, um, that's like, present-day Ethiopia, okay. like northern Ethiopia, I yeah. believe. And so Queen of she- or, so Queen Sheba, she um, she actually um, had a kid with King Solomon, the royal son, um, Menelik, who at a certain age, like, leaves Ethiopia and goes to Israel yeah. um, to go see Solomon, his dad. And when he did, he took, like, a bunch of his boys with him, and they had a fake Ark of the Covenant that they brought 
right? And so they swapped the fake one with the oh, real one. Oh, my goodness. And they stole, they straight up stole the Ark of the Covenant. This sounds familiar to a plot line of one of my favorite movies starring Nicolas Cage. National Treasure? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so keep going. They, they, they steal the Ark of the Covenant and, and bring it back, okay? And so uh, there's like, I think part of the story, it was in Egypt for a little while, yeah. um, but eventually made its way back down, down to, to Ethiopia. Ethiopia. All right, and so Ethiopia has it. So now there's this Ethiopian church. It's like the largest church in Ethiopia has like 50,000 members. Goodness. That has this temple where they claim to possess the Ark of the Covenant. Wow. Okay, and so there's like this, this you know, you can't like see it apparently as, as the legend goes. Like if you look at it, you'll, now this is, post new covenant so i don't know if this is still true yeah um but if you see it you'll like burst into flames right or so nobody can apparently only like worthy people can lay eyes on it okay um, so like there were still people in israel that were able to, to look at it and yeah. see it um but the priest and people like that yeah. and so there's this guy who his whole life has been guarding the ark of the covenant okay and so he's still there Oh he's, my gosh. And I'm sure they've got additional security, but he's the main guy that yeah. lives there and he doesn't do anything but protect the Ark of the Covenant. Um and so So has he ever seen it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. He would he would have to, I believe. Because um, what if you were guarding something that wasn't really there for you? I whole mean, it's life. the easiest thing to say that you have and have nobody be able to like check yeah. if you can't look at it. Um or if you're scared to look at yeah. it. Yeah. So that's crazy. I I looked into all this my senior year, um, and then this past summer, um, you you know Beck that yeah. goes to school here. Yeah. So we have a friend, Beck, who attends the school, and he's from Ethiopia. Yeah. And so over the summer, I started talking to Beck, and somehow we got on to the I, – I probably had to just bring it up out of yeah. the blue. I could, it doesn't naturally come so up So, Beck, I've been meaning to ask you something. So, <laughs> literally, Beck, I have a question. Um, and so I, I started talking about the, the Ark of the Covenant, and instantly his whole demeanor changed. He, like, <laughs> he like straightened up and was like – and this is a serious topic now. Oh, wow. So we were just like talking and, and his whole demeanor changes. We're talking about the Ark of the Covenant. Um, so as soon as we started talking about it, I said, now this, there's this church, like the Church of Zion or something like that, that claims to have it. Yeah. What do you know about it? Yeah. And he goes, yes, my, my mother has seen it. He claims that his mom has seen the Ark of the Covenant in Ethiopia. Wow. And I didn't ask him if I could share that, so I'm sorry if I wasn't supposed to, Beck. But he claims that his mother has seen something that she believed was the Ark of the Covenant. I, be, I mean, I believe that. In Ethiopia. Yeah. Yeah. I be, yeah. And so for me, my obsession began with the idea of the, the one of the most important things in the history of the world that was so well kept. There's yeah. no way this thing was just lost. Right. Right? Like— somebody's dad told them about like where the covenant or where yeah. the Ark of the Covenant was. Right. And so it doesn't just like through generational gaps, like get, get just, forgotten yeah. about. It wasn't left in granddad's basement somewhere, right. and, you know, just caved in. Like somebody knew exactly where this thing was. A lot of people probably knew exactly where this thing was. Yeah. There was never a time where someone didn't know where the Ark of the Covenant was. And so my theory is like, there's no way that we lost this thing. Yeah. So, so you believe that it's in Ethiopia? I think so. Okay. I believe that it's still out there, and I believe that it is possessed by someone, whether it is a, a private person who has – so let's say it's not in Ethiopia. Yeah. Okay. It's either possessed by someone who has like a private collection, collection of yeah. things, and they have it, or it's owned by some government somewhere 
most likely just, the Middle East yeah. or one of those countries that invaded the Middle East at yeah. some point in history because literally everyone has invaded the Middle East at some yeah. point. Um, and they have the Ark of the Covenant, and they're just not telling anybody, yeah. which why would you tell someone? Right. But you have the supposedly the, the power of God within this this thing. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's there's some some revelation in the Bible that it's going to turn up um, in Jerusalem and it's going to be there and yeah. it's going to be part of like the abomination and all this other stuff. And so if you want to talk about that, we can. We just don't have time on this podcast. Yeah. Um, but I just, well, that's was, interesting. I was so upset. Is it not the most interesting thing? <laughs> like the, the, the Ark of the Covenant is still out there in yeah. Ethiopia of all places. I think it's it. definitely still out there. Yeah. Um, probably in Ethiopia. Who knows? I don't think like gold doesn't wither. Like I will say, if if it is still true that when you look upon it, you die, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty unfortunate that if it's not in Ethiopia and it's just like in a closet somewhere, and somebody is just like walking through a room. Yeah, I don't know really it. where that. I don't know if I'm qualified theologically to like answer where that falls into yeah. old and new covenant. We won't and stuff. go like, too deep. Into we that. might be even talk about things you guys have no idea <laughs> yeah. what, what happens. So we're going to stop this train before we get too deep um, into this. But that is trail. interesting, Finn. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. And thank you, listeners, for if you've made it this far, uh, for hanging out with us and talking about our obsessions. Hey, um, I always love to do this. If you guys have um, funny obsessions or maybe incredibly serious obsessions that you feel like. Uh, you need to share with us. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess you could, uh, but we would love to hear from you. Um, and as always, if you have any audience questions that you would love for us to answer, um, shoot them in our Instagram DMS and we would be more than happy to uh, share them on the show. Um, but as always, it's been a whole lot of fun, Finn. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next Tuesday. We love you guys. And if, if you do have the Ark of the Covenant, speak up because we got to (laughs) know.